This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Bromley 1, Wrexham 2. It was always going to be a big day in the title race, both Wrexham and Notts County having tough away matches. And wow, Notts County's game kicked off on time. Wrexham's delayed by a quarter of an hour, which meant that when Notts County lost their lead at Barnet and ended up dropping two points, Wrexham had a tense 20 odd minutes to see out the win which has given us a three-point lead with a game in hand at the top of the table a huge win there's a really good performance in which we saw both quality creativity and grit when required against a Bromley side who are always difficult opposition and on a pitch which well look it's an artificial pitch I am one of these people who react against people saying that a Artificial pitches are a problem and difficult to play on. They should be the opposite. But actually, the ball did not roll well or on this pitch at all. It was tricky surface and Wrexham did really well to win it. The first 15 minutes, Wrexham were excellent. The side was ravaged by illness through the week and Elliot Lee was not well enough to play. And so Jordan Davis made his first start since his injury. And Wrexham started, like I said, very, very well. So nearly ahead in the second minute. A long throw by Toza. Davis helping it on. Tunnicliffe heading it towards goal from close range. And it looked like it was going to just sit kindly for Mullin to have a tap in. An excellent piece of defending. Just managing to prod the ball over the bar for a corner. But Wrexham kept going relentlessly. The wing-backs high up the pitch. And the midfielders driving forwards and set up another chance when Ryan Barnett whipped in a tremendous cross from the right-hand side after beating Bessan Topoloy. Jacob Mendy, the other wing-back, attacking the box on the penalty spot, got up well, made good contact with his header, but it slapped against the bar and bounced over. And Rex hit the bar again in the 15th minute, and this one probably should have been a goal in all honesty. Davis back on corner-taking duty, swept in a beauty... Toza lost his man and from close range, a tightish angle, headed it against the bar and it bounced away and out for a goal kick. One of those where the angle was difficult but he dealt with that fine but just didn't get on top of it. It was a glorious opportunity. The game started to turn around at that point. Bromley's first chance was a very nearly magnificent goal. Reynolds, the centre-back, driving forwards, and as he crossed the halfway line, he hit a shot, which went over Linton. Linton, backpedalling, ended up slipping and falling. He had no chance of doing anything about it. And luckily for Wrexham, well, the shot had about one foot too much strength on it and landed on the roof of the net. And that seemed to be a bit of a catalyst for Bromley, who started to get involved more. Whiteley, who's always a good player against us, was doing what he does, drifting around, looking for space in the hole. Cheek was a problem up front, winning a lot of headers. It's, it's a familiar story against Bromley, isn't it? They carved out another chance in the 24th minute, which, well, looked really should have been a goal. Whiteley sweeping the ball nicely out to the right-hand side, where Fisher pulled the ball back in to the goal mouth. Cheek looked certain to score six yards out, drove in a shot, looking to put it in the bottom right corner. Excellent block by Tunnicliffe, lunging in front of Lainton and getting the ball away. Superb defending that. We almost had a self-inflicted goal against us as well, as we had to dig in. Toza running the ball back into the penalty area, with Whiteley putting him under pressure. Lainton went outside his posts to give Toza an angle to pass the ball to him. 
Toza, though, maybe took a little bit too much time or didn't realise just how quick Whiteley is. And when he played the pass, Whiteley got a foot in on it. I mean, it's, it's six yards out in front of a complete open goal. Luckily for Wrexham, the rebound bounced back to Toza, who turned and calmly brought the ball away as if nothing had happened. But there was another escape. Bromley really were penning us in. This was the period of the game when we had to show grit and character because the Bromley onslaught was pretty consistent and we were struggling at this point to get the ball down and move it out of our half. Now it was Bromley's wing-backs getting forwards and causing issues. And with five minutes of the half left, we had a couple of lucky escapes. Firstly, Arthur's with a free kick about 25 yards out, very central, and they tried a, a little pre-planned routine. It was very nicely done. It looked like he was going to float it in the box. Instead, he fed it along the floor into the D. It was helped cutely round the corner, and it looked certain Bromley were going to score. Two men attacking it at the far post, but luckily, between them was O'Connell, who did magnificently to lunge in and get the ball behind for a corner. That corner caused problems. The ball was swept in, and it was a massive scramble. The penalty area absolutely packed with players hacking at the ball. Finally, Stirk, from about 15 yards, had a chance to hit a shot, drove it, and it Again, Tony Cliff was there to block it and it span wide for the corner. And Wrexham dug in and survived that first half onslaught. It was gutsy. The defence was outstanding. The three central defenders, terrific. And despite all that pressure, Linton didn't really have any saves to make. Unbelievably, he wouldn't have any saves to make for the rest of the game because he kicked the ball long at the end of the half and tweaked his knee ligaments, his studs getting caught on the in the pitch, and he had to go off. I mean, you know, absolutely absurd. Three seasons in a row that Paul Lainton has picked up injuries. It's a bit early to judge how bad this injury is, apparently. Let's hope it's just a minor thing. <clears throat> Mark Howard came on, and Wrexham immediately were on the front foot. It was another one of those times when clearly Phil Parkinson had used the break effectively, reminded them of their principles and what they need to be looking to achieve. And frankly, the second half was a very impressive display by Wrexham. They started it as they started the first half. Within a minute, we easily could have scored. Toza having a throw-in that broke down. The ball comes back out to him on the left. He swept a great cross in. Mullen lost his man. Free header, six yards out. And he planted it powerfully downwards, trying to send it the other side of Sam Long, the goalkeeper, who was moving to his left. And the young keeper got down brilliantly to his right to save it. Now, Long was selected because their first-choice keeper for Romley, uh, Reese Charles Cook, had got sent off in the last match, and then the intervening, uh, the game in between then and now had been postponed, so his suspension carried on to against us. Long, who's got experience at higher levels of the game, but was making his Bromley debut, a 20-year-old, had looked good, but he would later on make an error which would prove extremely costly. But anyway, for now, Wrexham are driving on. Davis, 25 yards out on the left-hand side, smashed a terrific shot in after a lot of pressure. And Long did really well to dive down low to his left to parry it, but he parried it straight onto Mullen in the goal mouth. No time for Mullen to react. And fortunately for Bromley, it hit him and ricocheted wide of the goal. It could easily have just gone straight in. But the pressure was mounting. Wrexham were really getting on top of the game. Cannon was running the game through the middle. And eventually, the goal did come. Slightly controversial. Bessan Topoloy, the left-back, down by the corner flag, was dispossessed by James Jones. Was it a foul by Jones on Topoloy? Uh, for me, 50-50. Um, I think he went down a bit easily. Jones barged into the back of him. 
Uh, I think the ref is entitled to allow it to go, let's put it that way, but I wouldn't have been shocked if he'd given the foul. Jones capitalised fully on the referee allowing him to continue, though. Absolutely glorious cross to the far post, and Mullen timed his run to perfection. And again, the same technique as the one the keeper saved earlier, heading it down with power. This time, nothing that Blong could do, and Mullen had scored Wrexham were ahead. Mullen's 30th league goal of the season. Remarkable. Four minutes later, he had 31. Toza with a long throw-in, and this time the keeper had that costly error. It was the keeper's ball, he jumped, it slipped through his hands, and Mullen was there, but it still wasn't a guaranteed goal, because the ball dropped behind him. Mullen did brilliantly to back into his marker, so that the marker was standing on the line, and then instinctively Mullen knew that all he had to do was divert the ball beyond the man who was touched tight, and it was a goal, and he appeared to hook it over his right shoulder by hitting it with his right knee. It was a lovely improvised finish, and Wrexham were two up. Mullen's 40th goal of the season. Remarkable. The fifth most prolific season in any Wrexham player's uh, Palmares. Remarkable stuff by him. To be fair to Bromley, out of the blue, they hit straight back, and within two minutes, it was 2-1. This time it was an error by Barnett, who will be disappointed, I think. But Topoloy chasing him as Barnett looked to run the ball out of play by the corner flag. Topoloy got it off him. Barnett wanted a foul. It wasn't a foul. It was uh, He had to be stronger in taking the ball out. So Barnett, Topoloy coming up behind him, dispossessing him, pulled it back into the box. Dennis, the substitute, who looked very lively as a sight of goal, scuffed his shot, but typical predatory instincts from Michael Cheek, he stepped in to tap the mistruck shot into the empty net. Was he offside? Borderline. I mean, <laughs> I've stopped it frame by frame to try and have a look at it. He looks slightly offside, but I've got to be honest, at the time I just thought he must be offside. Uh, it's a much tighter call than I thought it was in real time. And therefore, again, you know, you can't blame the linesman for not putting his flag up. But Wrexham, after this, as Bromley got a bit of enthusiasm, again, were rock solid. We had much more control of the ball in the first half during that rough passage of play. We defended extremely well. And to be honest, Bromley struggled to make opportunities. We made changes as the game sort of petered out. Ten minutes left, Luke Young came back into the first team, replacing Jordan Davis, who had cramp. Uh, five minutes to go, Dolby came on for Mullen, who'd taken a nasty knock. It was hopefully nothing to worry about. He jumped and landed on one leg and hyperextended his knee and got lengthy spell of treatment. Thankfully, he was okay. But it seems that Dolby came on for the last five minutes and was typically lively. Wrexham, having closed the game out well in the 89th minute, very nearly conceded what would have been a terrific equaliser. As the ball was fed forward through midfield, Dennis turning and helping the ball on down the right channel. Whitley ran onto it and hit a fabulous strike with the outside of his right foot with real power. Howard had absolutely no chance, but it was one of those that smashed into the side net and a lot of the ground thought it was in, but it wasn't. And Whitley turned away with his head in his hands. He couldn't believe he hadn't scored, but it was a great strike by him. And within a minute, Wrexham nearly fluked a third when the ball was played back to the keeper, Cook, whose kicking was terrific. He had real great contact on the ball. But on this occasion, he smashed it straight into the on-rushing Palmer. Could easily again have deflected into the net, but didn't. And Bromley survived. Seven minutes of added time. But to be fair, Wrexham negotiated them comfortably and closed out a superb victory, which, as I said, enhances our position at the top of the table. Looking through performances, well, it's got to be said, Paul Ainton 
with his injury, and then Mark Howdry replaced him, they had nothing to do, <laughs> in, in all honesty. They were part of that defensive unit, looked solid, and that organisational side of goalkeeping shouldn't be underestimated, but they had nothing difficult to do. Certainly Howard had no chance with the goal. The centre-backs were all outstanding. I mean, say Tunnicliffe and O'Connell both made terrific blocks in extremists, real high-quality blocks when it probably should have been goals. They were consistent throughout winning their headers. Toza as well, albeit he made that error with Whiteley, but he got away with it. And the three of them really were utterly superb. They marshalled Cheek pretty well. I mean, Cheek, he's getting on now, but he's a quality striker and he was winning a good share of his headers. But around, in and around the box, he only had that one sniff of goal. Well, and the one that Tony Cliff blocks. Wrexham really, the, the defensive trio was superb. Barnes had a very good game going forwards, but we'll have to, you know, sort of be disappointed, I'm sure, with the goal that we conceded. But he looked to, especially early on, have the beating of Topoloi. It was a good duel between them. They often left Topoloi isolated because they matched up to us. So it was one man against one. And Barnet beat him comprehensively the first two times he ran at him. After that, Topolai did really well, getting really close to him. And it was fun watching it. Barnett often allowed so much time to try to take on Topolai because nobody would come to support the wing-back. Uh, and he would just be constantly dancing side to side, side to side, trying to put Topolai off balance. And Topolai did really well to keep tight to him. But still, Barnett did get a lot of good crosses in and was very effective going forward. Mendy, solid defensively. And did a good job going forwards without really hurting Bromley too much. In midfield, Cannon was outstanding. I mean, really, really terrific. The number of times he won the ball back, he recirculated the ball really well. He drove the ball forwards. He, Cannon was was terrific. And alongside him, Davis put in an excellent shift on the left-hand side of the midfield free. Bit of quality sometimes coming forwards. Good set pieces, that powerful shot. And he, it was great to see him nearly get to 90 minutes. He's very much up and running for the running now. Jones did well. Uh, again, typical Jones, just full of energy, full of action, non-stop, beautiful assist for Mullins' goal as well. And then up front, well, the strikers, for much of the first half, were start of a service. Palmer found it a bit more difficult to get into the game, although he did pretty well in the air when he looked for him in that way. Mullin looked lively. He just looked busy all the time, but the ball wasn't quite coming to him. But by the end of it, he'd scored two. He'd been denied by a brilliant save to another and had just been beaten to a loose ball under the bar and had an unlucky ricochet just bounce off him at a wide of the goal. So he could easily have had four or five. And that's true of Wrexham. Wrexham made a lot of good chances, hit the bar twice early on. And it was a really, really good performance. We dug in and survived when we needed to as well. Dolby was busy when he came on, typically only a five-minute shift. And Young as well was very... Well, he did pretty well, actually. Only got ten minutes, but he was battling and winning challenges. Well, he got ten minutes plus seven added, didn't he? Uh, so, yeah, great performance by Wrexham. we got another week now to prepare for the next game. This feels like a luxury, but fantastic luxury to have. And that was an extremely satisfying afternoon. Bromley... I've only lost once at home to us before this match. And Wrexham should be absolutely delighted with the situation it leaves them in. With the final score, Bromley 1, Wrexham 2. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.